what's going on? And welcome to Panels and Pictures, a comic book and comic related media podcast. I am Bobby and I'm here with Justin. Hello. Justin, you just subbed for 12 months. It's crazy. crazy. Time is a weird thing. Time is a weird thing. Yeah, I, it's weird because, you know, like, I don't, because um, this is the 12th month subscribing, but the year isn't, the year that we turned affiliate wasn't until, uh, it's not until like the first week of May, I believe, because I looked. I looked when I got the email that was like, hey, welcome to the affiliate program or whatever. The fastest you. and at the same time, longest year of my life. Uh huh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we are recording this live on the internet, twitch.tv slash misadventureland. Uh, every Tuesday around 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we do that. Um, got some people in the chat ready to listen to us talk about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Justin, which just wrapped up its season. It's, it's I'm assuming, only season. Uh, <laughs> I'm considering uh, what we know now that's going to come next. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, mostly, um, you know, people that haven't listened before, we're going to talk about general impressions of the show uh, and then we'll get to like a full spoiler section as always like if you don't want to know anything about the show at all it's probably a good idea to not um listen because if you want to go totally fresh because even in the non-spoiler section we are going to talk about performances and moments that are early in the series and you know stuff like that so i know some people are very very protective of their their experience with shows like this which i totally understand so th that's just your your warning uh, right right off the bat um I want to say um, a very happy birthday to Megs. Happy birthday, Megs. Longtime listener, good friend, and she's in the chat uh, right now. Um, hope you are having a good day. Looks like you're having a nice, chill day today. So that's nice to see. 22, um, what an age. What an age, 22. Um, man. I can't remember what it was like to be 22. <laughs> Me either. I mean, I know Megs isn't 22, but you can put up the age. So. <laughs> um, Sky is here as well. Hello, Sky. Welcome in. Um, and we don't usually talk about other streams during the podcast recording, but Sky did like a seven hour stream today where she beat Resident Evil 4 and it got um, heated, I will say, near the end uh, where she was just... Um, screaming at the game basically more or less heated than the time the time i played resident evil on stream um la no definitely less heated than that because <laughs> she didn't go into a a, a a furious silence oh you rage quit it i'm sorry oh shit i just assumed you'd finished it i had to go back to work i'm sorry sky sky did not finish it but um you, yeah, she never went into like a, a, a furious silence, but um, Did they really screwed me in that in that freaking game. Which one was that? That was uh, two. That was, that was the two. The remake. Yeah, yeah, that was two. You ended up with a bad spot with ammo and, and healing items. Um, also, you playing two, you totally broke me of my desire to go back and play Leon's campaign. So that was nice of you. Um. <laughs> Glad I could help. Just a little, just a little side note on that one. Um, uh, so yeah, we're gonna talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier today. So we're gonna break in. We're we're gonna start talking about general impressions, but just quickly, people don't know Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, follows um, uh, Sam Wilson played by Anthony Mackie and Bucky Barnes played by Sebastian Stan um, in the kind of fallout of Endgame with Steve Rogers having given up the shield to Sam at the end of Endgame. Um, this falls in the wake of that events, those events, and and deals with both Sam trying to come to grips with whether or not he wants to be Captain America and Bucky trying to sort of finally move on and get back into the world in a, in a real way. Cause it'd be his first chance to do so. Um, all the while, you know, not everyone's so, ex so happy that all these people came back after the blip and there's an organization called the flag smashers, which is trying to stop sort of the world going back to the way it used to be before the, the blip uh, occurred um, so that's, a, that's basically the story of, of, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, also we have a new Captain America, uh, who, who takes the helm, who is kind of an imposter. So, um, lots of stuff to talk about. Um, and, uh, we're going to, we're going to get into it, but uh, into details, but I want to ask Justin, um, what sort of were your expectations coming into it? And did the show meet those expectations? Did it go over them? Did it, did it underwhelm you? How did you feel about the show? Sort of 
as a piece. I think if you had told me that this is what the outcome and feeling I would have after the show was over six months ago when this was show was supposed to be the first Marvel property, I would have thought that all my expectations were met. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of exactly what I would have expected. Uh, WandaVision going first and just being so different and excellent um, kind of left me with a feeling of a slight letdown that it wasn't mm-hmm. as good as, as WandaVision was. But for a show that was dealing with these characters and these type of themes, I thought it did about... I thought it was okay. I thought it did pretty well. I thought it could have been better. It could have been much worse. So I was, I was happy with the overall product at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, you know, talking about it in context with WandaVision, I think um, in, in many ways, you know, Marvel, I think both help themselves and hurt is the wrong word, but maybe kind of stayed the excitement for the show a little bit by having, by being forced to have WandaVision go, go first. Um, because you can totally see why this would have been their, the first like foray they would, they would decide to make into television, right? Cause it is yeah. much more down the middle MCU type of, uh, type of story and structure and, and, and all those other things. Um, whereas, you know, WandaVision sort of eschewed that structure for most of the show until probably the end, right? Where it went more into like a kind of standard Marvel, um, thing to go first. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to be first, Greg, and, and it got delayed because of COVID reasons. Um, and, and so we had WandaVision go first. Um, the, um, uh, I think I think any I think even so too I think above what 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 helped WandaVision I think almost accidentally was that because of at least at least the way the first three episodes or four episodes were structured they were in themselves very episodic right they were they were designed to be almost standalone little vignettes about certain parts of Wanda's personality or parts of her life with sort of like dips into an overarching narrative and it wasn't until we got to the episode like four or whatever that we started to get um we started to get the 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 sort of overarching story brought into a little bit more um so it felt much more like uh a show a property designed to be episodically divided on television whereas i feel like falcon and the worst soldier felt like a six-hour movie that they chopped into the six you know six parts basically um and not always like i think picking the best places to begin and end each part you know what i mean um so uh um i overall i i think the the very beginning of the season truthfully i think the the first episode of the season is excellent episodes two and three are fine but not great four and five i think are fantastic and i thought six was very good just not as good as the episodes previous before so overall there's more good than bad and i think it's very good i think there's very good performances and when the show is doing the things that aren't straight down the middle marvel things i think it's at its best and it's most interesting um i think when it when it kind of lays back into the sort of structure and tropes of normal marvel movies such as like the way they handle villains and, and and stuff like that I think that's when it feels its weakest because that stuff is fine a lot of the time when you're dealing with a two-hour movie, but when you have a six-hour thing, you need to get more into the nitty-gritty about the the people that are in the are surrounding our main players, right? Um, and I think the show f- sometimes fails in, in in those times, especially with um, uh, the character of Carly. I feel like it 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 didn't know how to handle the character. Who's, she's like the main, like the head of the Flag Smashers. The, um, if you haven't watched the show, uh, I, I feel like it, it failed in that. But I think overall, uh, really, I think it was still a very, a, a very good. Um, and I think especially some of that stuff in the last half of the season is, is really excellent. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited for what the future is going to bring, not necessarily on TV, but in the, you know, in the movies. Um, but it's really tough to talk too much about it um, without getting to spoilers. But I want to hear about. I want to ask you about a couple performance things before we move on. 
um, and get really into it. Um, how'd you feel about the two leads? How'd you feel about Anthony Mackie and how'd you feel about Sebastian Stan? They were both great. Like we've been with mm -hmm. these characters for, you know, Sebastian Stan, just about a decade. He's been, I was yeah. uh, remarking to uh, Angela that it was just like, you know, when that Captain America movie came out, it was just about a decade ago and yeah. he's still playing Bucky. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he had more to do in this TV show than he did in any of the movies for the most yeah. part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I thought um, Anthony Mackie was, you know, he was very good with what he, you know, with what he had and they were both fine leads. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have a crush on Sebastian Stan. This guy, just, very handsome. It's a, a very handsome man. Um, when he puts when he puts his arm back on, there you go. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I think what what's funny is like, uh, Wanda Vision. Even though you know Wanda and Vision have been around since Age of Ultron, um they had significantly less time focused on them on screen uh, than the two leads in this in this show, right? Yeah. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, and even more Sebastian Stan than Anthony Mackie in a lot of ways, has had a lot of focus, right, in, in the movies in which he has been a part of. Um, he's a major part of all three Captain America movies. Um, and, and, and so, but what I liked about this was we got to see the first time you know the the sort of like full-on like bucky barnes character and not necessarily like this half brainwashed half okay winter soldier sort of character um and that was really great and, and, I, and I thought that when they dealt with the, I, the, the when they dealt with the more difficult aspects of bucky's like mental state i, I think a lot of those times were those were some, some of his best moments um I think they did worse with that stuff than they did with handling, you know, the stuff about race and belonging that they had with Anthony Mackie, which I think, especially through the lens of, um, you know, one of the other, the, another character they introduced, I, I think was the most powerful stuff in the, in the, in the show. Um, I, I think, you know, we, we've got several sort of like supporting players going on here. I mentioned Carly, uh, and, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the performance um, that the actress who plays Carly is giving, um, whose name I cannot remember right now, even though I had it written down. Um, uh, I, I thought she was very good, but I feel like um, at a certain point, they just didn't know how to keep the interesting story that they had going with her going, and they had to sort of like undercut and make her more of a traditional villain. You, you Aaron, know what I mean? Uh, Aaron Kerleyman. Aaron Kerleyman. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, you know, from the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a moment at the end of one of the episodes where she does something that's sort of like crossing the line, I, I would say. Uh, and that was the moment where they're like, okay, I guess now she's just going to, we have to, we have to make it okay for her to lose at the end. You, you know what I mean? Um, and they slowly start taking, and that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. Um, so when, the, so that I, I feel like they, they did poorly by, um, on the flip side, um, you know, I thought, I thought bringing back, uh, Daniel Brule as, you know, helmet Zemo was great. Uh, I know we're going to talk, we'll talk about one of the episodes and I just knew the problem with one of the episodes that, that he was in, um, especially, but you know, some of that stuff, especially in like episodes four and five with him, and him kind of going over his, you know, philosophy and, and his sort of motivation really cemented him in my mind as I feel like it's about him in, after Civil War as well as being one of the more interesting and well thought out and well constructed villains in in the Marvel Universe. Um, but in this story, he's not really the villain, right? He's not the bad guy of the story. So uh, he is more like frenemy than he is enemy in 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 this show. Um, and so we don't really, we don't really get to classify him as like the villain of the piece. Uh, and the same kind of goes for John Walker, who is the, the new Captain America played by a uh, Wyatt Russell who's Kurt Russell's son, I think also gave a very good performance. And there are great moments, which we're going to get into in, in a couple of minutes because you know, they get into heavy spoilers. 
Um, and I think, especially the beginning, is good at evoking that feeling of like, you, you're not Steve Rogers. You know, you get that, you get that feeling. But again, like, he's not the villain of the piece, right? So you sort of have these more well thought out, um, well dimensioned characters who are consistent in their philosophy and workings through most of the, the show, but don't get to be your main antagonist because you have to have this other threat. Um, and for most of the show, Carly's character is more layered and more interesting. And then they, they, they kind of take it to a, a, a different place. Um, did, did any of those performances or those characters really work for you, uh, Justin, or not work for you? I mean, I don't think that it's, it's not that they didn't work. And it, it's hard, like, again, it's hard to talk about this stuff without getting into spoiler yeah. territory. It's just the, the way their, their arcs played out kind mm -hmm. of just makes me so dizzy in a way that it's hard to look at anything else. I thought Wyatt Russell was actually really good in, yeah. in his performance, but his motivation and the way that his story wraps up leaves you scratching your head a lot, which I... I I think a lot of decisions in the show leave me that way. Um, but again, we'd have to get the spoilers to, to which we are in just it. a moment. Yeah. yeah just, so we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, so let's do that. I mean, that's sort of like our, our take on, you know, the general generalities of the show. Um, I think it's still worth a watch for sure. And I mean, and if you're going to be invested in the Marvel universe going forward, you're probably going to have to watch it <laughs> because these things are going to have big ramifications going forward. There's especially a couple of characters and a couple of surprises that happen, which I think, are going to have big ramifications going forward, but um, let's let's talk about it in a more spoiler sense, um, and let's kind of take the reins off a little bit here. Uh, Justin, why don't you tell me some of those one of those head scratching moments that we can talk about it? Let's talk about I, well early in the season. I I think Zemo's entire. Uh, I, I guess arc in this series is bewildering at best uh you know bringing him in is a fine idea because of the history that he has with a super soldiers and b you know uh bucky mm -hmm. uh is great like you know that that's fine bring him in there but the way that he was portrayed in civil war and the way he's betrayed early in this season as somebody who's going to break it down on the dance floor it was just i think the more one of the more jarring things i've ever seen marvel attempt to do um, you and it, Mark both had this like criticism and I honestly did not even think about it while I was watching it. I don't understand that at all. It, to me, it's like you're taking the sinister mastermind of civil war and then showing what kind of moves he has in like in a disco. Like it's just it's baffling to me. Like this guy's supposed to be like in, he had such he carried such weight in in Civil War, and it's just like, Joe, check out these moves, and he's almost at, like, comedic relief. Yeah, but he was like, the I don't, I... It's like a couple of moments. Like, it's also been five years. He's been sitting in jail, and he is... Like, this is why I don't mind it, and this is not even rationally. It's like, he's a person. Right? The, he, he doesn't have one facet. He's not... He's, he's, he is not just, I'm on a revenge mission like, 100% of the time. Um, you know what I mean? Um, and like Craig was saying, I think it shows that people are more fluid and complicated than just that. If he was just like, I am very serious man who's going to destroy you the whole time, that would have been a complete, like that would have been uninteresting to me. Like, it's just, you, you got to allow room for these characters to have more to, to who they are, um, than just, uh, you know, for me, the narrow sort of, you know, version of him that we saw in, um, in civil war which i think he's great in civil war but they did that already so they've got to do something different he can't be the same character he can't be exactly the same motivation and temperament that he was in civil I, war i think you could do that without having him uh, having an extended dance scene and then playing the dance that, scene playing in the, that in the movie the dance scene in the show was like a half a second long mm. people just became obsessed with it <laughs> i think i think you literally could show... he, does th he does this move he does this move and that's yeah. it and that it's over <laughs> I don't know that entire like I I I happened to feel that the the show itself was incredibly uneven. The first two episodes to me felt like a buddy, like um you know like a a buddy cop comedy, and then it got very serious. And then the ends tried tried to play it kind of straight and like wrap everything up in a nice bow. Like 
it didn't feel tonally like it was the same vision throughout the throughout the show. So maybe that's like my issue with it. It's just I didn't really care very much for the first two episodes. I thought they were fine and it got better as the season went along. But like tonally, I didn't like what they were doing in those first couple episodes. I mean, again, I mean, and, and this is, just, you know, it just felt to me like what every Marvel movie does. You know, even Civil War has like jokey jokes, you know, and then gets like super serious at the end. Maybe because I was just it felt like a hour long of jokey jokes. And then it's the way they break it up. Yeah. Yeah. Comes in. It's just like, oh, no, we're we're, we're getting into serious stuff now. Yeah. Well, actually, the third episode is the jokey joke episode. Okay. well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, It was the third. The first one was fine. Then it was two jokey episodes. Then it was two strong episodes. And then the finish. Well, the second episode does the thing with when we see we meet Isaiah in the second episode. Um part of it anyway um and, and i just want to like uh so that was one so that was one of the things I, I, let's talk I, I, you know we'll go bounce back and forth about the stuff kind of liked and didn't like um speaking of isaiah i think the isaiah stuff is probably i think the best the, part of the show the, the best part of the show and what i love about it is i love in any of these kind of universes that we sort of spend time talking about or spend time um uh engrossing ourselves in when they when they do things that make the universe feel bigger, right? And by saying this guy Isaiah, he li- he lived. He they, they they experimented on a bunch of people. He survived. He was he was basically he was a super soldier. He he did this thing. He got imprisoned. So there's this whole world you don't even know about, right? And I, it was just like when they show at the beginning of the first Ant Man movie when you see Hank, like you know younger, like in a, a, like a in, a, in shield you know yeah i like when they start to like kind of flesh make flesh things out yeah make it feel bigger make it feel like there is a world that exists outside of the two hours of movie you see you know when, when you watch it um and i really like that and i really like how they drew the kind of the parallel of like isaiah basically did the same thing that steve did in the first captain america movie which is he went i don't care if you say that uh, this, this is not the mission I'm going to go and save these people because it's the right thing to do. Cap comes back. Steve Rogers comes back and gets applauded and gets, you know, becomes like a hero and Isaiah gets thrown in jail, you know? Um, and they did stuff like that throughout the entire, um, through the entire series, which I really enjoyed. Um, and I thought was, was, was that was the stuff that was so good because that was stuff that wasn't straight down the middle Marvel. And it was the stuff that was much more, like felt like it was playing to the medium of television strength, which is you're going to spend a, a lot more time with these characters. Let's learn more about them. Let's learn more about the world. Let's get into some thematic stuff that we usually don't have time to get into in a two hour long, you know, action movie, basically. Um, and I thought the way they wrapped up that storyline too was great. You know, I, I thought, you know, every time we went back to Isaiah, I think there were, it was really strong. And I think it wrapped up in a really satisfying and, and kind of heartwarming way. I think end. that's the, like I said, the best part of the show. Cody uh, says, I think the cut pandemic storyline probably messed up some things with the story. Uh, they could have used two more episodes. And I had heard that there was a, uh, there was a plot cut out of, of the show, which if that's true, that makes a lot more sense to some aspects of the story. But I also agree. This is one of those shows. Usually we complain about, you know, with, with the Netflix TV shows, them being too long. I think this one was too short. Because some of the whiplash we get from the characters would have some extended backstory or filler episodes where we could see the changes in these characters happening would have made all the difference in the world. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I guess for the, for the most part, all of these, at least for the first round of Marvel shows, are six hours in total. Um, so and that's all they have, like the actors contracted for or whatever. Um, because uh, apparently they're pretty expensive. <laughs> I could imagine. Uh, so, so yeah, the Isaiah stuff I, I thought was was really really great. Um, and I think you know, in parallel, I think Sam's story as well really works for me because, um, because I I feel like they do a good job of showing his reluctance, showing why he has his reluctance. And in the end, 
showing why he decides to overcome that re reluctance and, you know, pick up the shield and that dope ass costume that Bucky has made for him by the, by the Wakandans um, and get to it. Um, uh, and I like that. I like that stuff too. I know you did not like dig all the stuff with Sam, especially at the end. Um, I thought the speech was great. I know you didn't like it. Um, I'll let you say why. Um, but I thought all, all that stuff really worked for me. And I, what I, what, the thing I, I liked about it was that they didn't try to do now look at all the ways Sam is acting like Steve. You know what I mean? Like I was really happy that they didn't do that. Like he didn't do, he didn't do like a, I can do this all day line, yeah. even though they, they definitely set it up, you know, they, they almost mirror exactly the, the, the first time Steve says it in the first movie when Carly like punches him down and he's, and, you know, like when, and when Steve puts, you know, the trash can up and gets knocked down, they do almost exactly that same scene and, but they don't do it because they're, they're like hinting at it. Um, and I liked that. I liked that a lot. Um, and, and I thought some of the visuals with him in the suit with the wings and the shield and everything looked really good. Like I thought yeah. that, like some of that stuff was like really powerful. Um, so, uh, I, I, I liked that stuff quite a bit. Um, and Anthony Mackie is just a very, you know, charismatic, powerful presence, I think like on screen. So all that stuff really worked for me. And now we know he's doing Captain America four. They're doing a Captain America four and he's going to be Captain America, obviously <laughs> in it. Um, which is also fascinating, right? Because it's the first time in the movies, we're going to see like a legacy character take over a mantle. You know what I mean? It's it, it, it happens in the comics all the time, but in the movies, it's like the first time we're getting to see it, which I think is pretty cool. Justin, do you want to speak about your feelings, even though the I'm chat is rebelling against just, you? Yeah, I'm, I'm reading chat about where I may as well talk about Sam's speech. And <laughs> um, look, the speech itself was fine. I thought that the setting that he gave it in with these these senators it was senators right some of them were they, yeah they were the part yeah. of this council that council like the, the global council, right? repatriation the, council yeah and it's just like no one's listening to sam in that moment everyone's just getting in their cars and driving away like i i just the way that it was done i thought like most people would have just walked away at that point and he wouldn't have been able to continue the speech like no it, you listen to fucking captain america but nobody yeah but he's not captain america at that point like nobody's yeah, calling is. him he's no wearing the call, fucking he's, he's wearing, wearing the fucking the stars and stripes i to me it's just there's no there's like in a realistic way that he lands in down a with realistic that way there's there's no way those senators <laughs> are listening to anything that he has to say and they're just getting in they're driving away like that that interview should have been like if that speech was given in an interview like with cameras in front of him where he's speaking into a microphone, I could have bought it more. But the fact that the, these senators are just standing there being like, oh, yeah, I'm really going to listen to what you're saying now. Totally. Yep. No way. Sorry. <laughs> that's just like that's just the movie magic rubbing it over your eyes. I mean, yeah, dude, but it's also a dude in fucking. Like, you know, vibranium wings. <laughs> who got a shield from a man who time traveled like yeah. you know like it's it's supposed to be you know big drama um you know of course um and he's captain america because he does he he should be captain america i'm not know? saying i'm not no, saying i know that but i i'm just thinking the way that it comes off is like just because sam went up there and was just like hey you guys shouldn't do this they're like huh you're right like I found that to just be like the, in a show where we're talking about a man flying with wings and super soldiers. I found that to be the most unbelievable part is Sam was like, you guys shouldn't do this. And they're like, yeah. you know what? You're totally right. And Greg has a, has a point. He says, disagree. He's an Avenger. He literally saved the world. <laughs> I still don't. I, I like I, I don't think like one we, we, speech like if, that is if making it was the Steve, difference. If it was Steve Rogers giving that speech, would you have bought it then? I doubt it, because I, I still think I, I still would have just said like one man speech isn't going to change everything here. Well, no, of course it's not, and I think I think you're going to see sort of like uh, he's going to see that like you know obviously in the movies to come like how these people react to him. I'm not like, but like the fact that they wouldn't walk away from him like here, but this like this is the, this is the point. This is also will prove my point, and just like the way that this show decided like we're going to wrap everything up with a bow and it's going to be totally fine. 
John, let's talk about Walker for a second. John Walker starts starts this as the most smug asshole in the world, and you're like, actually, he's not a bad guy. Like, you know, he's being put in a tough situation. You don't you you grow to be like, yeah, he shouldn't have the shield though, but he's not a bad guy, but he shouldn't have the shield. He kills a man, and then mm-hmm. like he fights Bucky and Sam to the death, where he's going to kill them. And in this episode, with no explanation whatsoever, he's like, well, I'm going to do the right thing and save all these people, and then I'm going to give Sam a little pat on the back and walk away, like. The show doesn't like it. It's payoffs. Like I, I feel like there's no build up to them. There, there's no. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, there's like a, there, there's nothing leading up to that payoff. It's like we decided Walker's not a bad guy again. Okay, when? When did that happen? Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I'll say like they didn't really have like a a choice in the moment. You know what I mean? Like they're in the middle of a fight. What are they gonna do? Tell them to tell them to get away. But I, I think also. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, we're not done with John Walker, right? The John Walker is going to, is going to go forward into, in, into, the, into the, the Marvel Universe. We're obviously going to see him um, more. Um, like, like, I'm not saying there's, not, there's no path to redemption for Walker. I'm not saying either. It just feels like I think this show takes a lot of shortcuts to where it wants to get to. Like, we have these big problems. I don't know what to do with the world. And then Sam gives a speech, and it's like, yeah, we'll make the we'll, we'll think about this. We'll make these changes. Or Walker is a murderer. He's trying to murder the two leads. To he turns into like not a bad guy at the end. Why? I don't know. It's like it, they just take they take out the entire journey of those well, things. Well, I mean, I I think, but but I but I but the thing I don't agree with is that if Walker wasn't if if Walker wasn't such a bad guy who made a big mistake, right? Um, thank you so much, Cody, for the nine months. Um, uh, oh, no. Meg's, Meg's, with Meg's gifted. gifted. Sorry. Meg, thank you so much for gifting a tier one sub to, to Cody. It's all, that's their ninth month subscribing and her ninth gifted sub to the channel. So thank you. Meg's gifting subs on her birthday. Um... <laughs> um this goes back to me saying like the people contain multitude stuff is that if you are going to accept that John Walker is not like a terrible guy that he has obviously has issues, right? Um, he is not, he's, he's a great soldier. Maybe not like definitely not the right person to take the super soldier serum and have the captain America shield. Right. Um, but he's not a vil- He's not a, he's not a villain, right? He's not like, He's not, he's not, you know, Thanos and he's not, you know, he's not even like some, like he's not stain or, you know, whatever. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have ambitions to destroy the world, right? That, that's not where his ambition comes from. He kills this flag smasher, which just talking about consequences. I know Meg's in the consequences in the eyes of the people who are going to punish him. They didn't like what he did because he did it on camera in front of everybody. But they don't care. In their mind, he killed a terrorist. So they don't care about that part of it. So he's not going to go to jail for doing it. He gets discharged. Um, uh, and um, I think, like, the, the point of that moment where Walker decides, instead of chasing, like, his personal vendetta and glory to save the people, is to show you that, is, is supposed to show you, and I'm not saying the show is, the, the show achieves it 100%, show you that Walker is not a villain. Sometimes he does make the right choice. Sometimes he makes the wrong choice, 100%. You know what I mean? Um, but we've seen people who get the super soldier serum do way worse, you know? Um, and, and I think that, and again, I don't think we've seen the last of John Walker doing the wrong thing in the Marvel Universe. You know what I mean? Um, but... I think that's supposed to be the point of those moments, you know? And, and I think like the other part of it is supposed he's, he realizes, um, he realizes that Sam, he, Sam deserves what he has, you know, th- I, I think that's the point of that last moment. And it's cool. Qu- I'm not saying it's not quick there. I, I, I am not a fan of like the, we're we're buddy i'm your buddy now vibe i won't say that they give that vibe back to john walker but john walker definitely gives that vibe off where he's like 
we're just we're just three super soldiers, you know, or whatever. We're just three three people who love America and wanna and want to beat the bad guys, you know? Um so but again, this is the problem with, with going back to what we were talking about before, with the show giving you so many different people who have similar motivations or similar like relations to being a good guy or a bad guy. You don't get to wrap all of them up in a good way. Um, and, and so you end up wrapping most of them up in sort of like half-hearted ways, I, I, I think. Um, and so my point is like, I don't feel as, I don't feel like it's a complete misfire like you do. I don't feel like it is a home run though, either. You know, um, like we know, we know Walker becomes us agent and is not a bad guy from our knowledge of reading comic books for a very long time. But if I was somebody who had no idea who this character was and I come in and I see him start as a great soldier and then see what happens when he gets to super soldier serum and then kill somebody, try and kill the leads go go off the deep wall built his own shield and you would and then come in and see him save the day at the end and like you know give that pat on the back like it would be just jarring to me like we have the we we have the information that we knew the whole time like walker's not a bad guy but i think somebody who didn't know that would be like what is going on where did this come from yeah i mean i have not read a lot of john walker in the comics i will say that right now like i know of him but i know his history um, mostly the bad stuff to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, for me in the show, I'm just going off of the per- really the performance that I'm seeing given b- by the actor. Um, and I mean, it is a character you're designed not to like. You, th- th- it, make no mistake about it. From moment one, where he shows up w- with with that sh- with the shield and his like sort of like ill fitting looking costume, you're not supposed to like him. You're supposed to dislike him. You, you know what I mean? And and um, it's supposed to show you the point of it's supposed to reinforce he's supposed to reinforce that fact of um, you know the reason Steve was chosen was not because he was a two time Medal of Honor winning combat veteran who could fight better than anybody you know what I mean like that was not the, the point of uh, of the, the point of Captain America and and when the government was given the chance to choose who Captain America was going to be without the guidance of someone like Erskine, they chose the guy that the, the guy that absolutely Erskine never would have chosen, right? Um, and then when he gets a super solo serum, it's made even worse because it makes it make it it, it it sort of enhances his trauma and his insecurities and makes it it makes him more unhinged um, and his like obsession with wanting to be important because I think that's really that's really the thing. And it sort of it sort of it sort of merges with that great speech that Zemo gives about anybody who wants to be a superhero is a supremacist. You know that 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 whole speech that he gives. Walker just wants to be important. He wants to be special. That's what he wants to be. He want and obviously he's had trauma in his in his life, and he wants he wants the ability to make sure that never happens again. Right, but and it, so it's not driven from a bad a, a, a terrible. Uh, uh, you know a, a terrible like feeling a terrible motivation but because he's like almost obsessed with it it becomes dangerous and and deadly um and and i think uh i, I don't think you're ever supposed to be like oh i like john walker i don't think that's ever supposed to be your like your vibe um but i i do think like for me, anyway, I, I found places to be conflicted about having absolute feelings about him of one way or the other. Um, you know, uh, and that's what I liked about the character and the performance, uh, you know, from, from Wyatt Russell. Um, he does have empathetic moments, Greg. Greg, absolutely he does. I mean, you know, you can tell in the moment when he's having that little conversation with... Um, uh, God, what's the guy, the guy who gets killed? Malcolm, what's his name? I'm thinking, yes, Battlestar. Oh, Battlestar. Uh, Battlestar is his like tag. Um, uh, you know that conversation they're having like in that cafe where they're talking about the super soldier theorem serum or whatever. Like, I think in that moment he's definitely an empathetic character, you know, it, it, and he's being real about the Lamar. It's Lamar. Um, um, Lamar is his name. Um, th- those moments, I think he is, you know, he is empathetic in, in, in those moments. 
because he's trying to, he, he, you're seeing more of who he is as, as a person. Um, you know, um, but I, I think like, I, I think both him and, and I like the way that they sort of use Zemo to also bring, you know, um, Wakanda back into the, into the story. Um, we had that moment, both of us had that moment at the end of episode three where we were like, I didn't see that coming, but I absolutely should have seen it coming. Like it makes a hundred percent sense that they would show up. Um, and, uh, you know, the, and that stuff in episode four, that's a great fight with, with all of them, with the, the, the Dora Milaje and John and Lamar and Bucky and, and Sam. Um, you're doing great, that, John. Yeah. Looking strong, John, but that's my favorite, maybe my favorite moment in the whole series. Is, and, um, is Bucky saying looking strong, John, while he's fighting them? There's, uh, a, there's somebody but, we haven't talked about yet that we really okay. need to talk about. Who do we need to talk about? Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. I was, I was waiting on Sharon Carter because um, I was going to talk about like, you know, we're talking about Carly earlier. I just want to go through Carly. Carly's one of the other major players yeah. here. And through the first like three episodes, she's maybe the most interesting character in, in the show because she has a motivation that makes sense. Life was good. People who were people who were shit on for all these years finally had a chance to like have some equity in the world. Almost like you know Thanos was right. Hashtag Thanos was right. Like take away half the population. Oh look at that! Like oh, the world started thriving, right? Um, and all she wants is not to be for the people who finally were able to sort of like grab a foothold to you know um, to be thrown out. And, and thrown back into the gutter because other people came back. Like there had to be a, a better way than throwing them into like, you know, camps and, 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 and then, and then giving them like the, the scraps off, off the table um, because these people came back because it's not the people who were left behind's fault that the people got snapped away and, and then came back. And then she blows up that building at the end of episode three out of nowhere. And she's just no. like, well, you know, this is the only language they understand. And it's like, it's like, it was like they, they realized writing it. She's too sympathetic. We have to, we have to let it be that when she's, when they're fighting against them at the end of the end of the show, that we want to root for Sam and Bucky and not be conflicted whether Sam and Bucky win, you know? Which would have been a thousand times more interesting. Yes, absolutely. It would have been more interesting, I think. But again, they already had so many conflicted half villains yeah. that I feel like they were just like, we need somebody to be, just be the villain villain of this. Um, which, which, was, which is a problem. It's a, it's a, it, that, that's, that's a problem. I mean, the odd point is they could have just done that and rewritten the first two episodes and just had her killing people from the start. <laughs> But like you're looking at her and for the first two episodes, I was like, yeah, she is pretty like, you know, like she's fighting for a just cause. Mm -hmm. And then they have her just start murdering people. And then yeah. at the very end of the show, mm -hmm. her end game is like, I just need to kill these people on this committee as yeah. fast as possible. My, is my entire thing is kill these people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what? Yeah. That was your big plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're very important people. <laughs> yes, they are very important people. But her, like her, her, at the very end, instead of just like trying to get away and live to fight another day or something like that, she's like, "Let me just literally throw these people in this armor truck over the edge of a cliff." Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I mean, just the most mustache twirling comic book, mm -hmm. whatever um, trope I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, ridiculous so you know so like that that stuff all that, that's why the, that's that's where the show has like it's it, it, a lot of its problems I, I i think one of the the sharing stuff to me the the main sort of sin of it is it does sort of like an iron man 2 sort of thing where it's more of a setup for something later than it is about what's happening in this show right now. You know what I mean? Like Sharon's whole story. And I don't have any problem with her being the power broker or whatever. 
Um, it's it's a better role than being like the niece of the woman who loved Captain America, who now you're also in love with Captain America. Like it's a better who's never going to get Captain America. It's a better role than that. You know, it's a better, it's a better, it, it gives you more of a place in the universe than that. Um, but the way they did it, um, the way they did it didn't work super well because Sharon doesn't get that much time in this, in this, in this, in the series. And then it's sort of like, and she's this, she's this character without like, there's, there's inferred explanation because of the story she tells Sam in like the third episode or whatever it is but we don't spend any time with sharon like by herself so i think in that way it becomes like that's when the issues get kind of raised for me again it's just bad guy out of nowhere like no no lead up no build up it's just like oh yeah this character is now bad guy accept it you just killed two people in cold blood at the end of the show um and we're just supposed to go along with it I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I, you, you can have secret heel turns all over the place. Like, that doesn't, like, that doesn't bother me, you know? Um, like, it, it, it's not that part of it that bothers me. You know, we haven't seen Sharon since Civil War. She's been alone for five years in this foreign country, on the run, you know, forgotten by everyone. It's not like Cap and Sam were like, hey, Sharon, why don't you come with us in our little, like, secret Avengers strike team? you know, or whatever that we, that we're in, yeah. you know, they left her to float in the wind. So yeah. Why wouldn't she be fucking pissed? You know, um, it makes sense, but show me it, you know, like take an extra five minutes and show me some of that happening, you know, where you see her get to Madripoor and strike up a deal somewhere and slowly turn into this character. But I think it was supposed to be a big reveal mm -hmm. at the ends that she was the power broker. When yeah. it was pretty much, I thought, inferred the whole season. Yeah, I Especially, mean, there wasn't anybody else to, they didn't offer anybody else up. Yeah. You know, as a potential for who it I could be. I thought they gave it away when they, they did the whole scene at, at, at the shipping docks or whatever. And then, like, uh, Sharon has a car that just shows, shows up for her and, like, a driver and everything. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I doubt very much. Just a regular person, an art dealer, would have this type of influence. I mean, yeah, she. I mean, she. Stephen said she was doing like shady shit for even at the very beginning when they when they when they talked to her. Uh, but Louis says, "I just want a whole series about Isaiah Bradley." Um, I don't think you'll get a whole series about Isaiah Bradley, but I do think we are obviously going to see um, the Young Avengers at some point. So. <laughs> Um, so you might see a lot more of Elijah Bradley, um, at some point or, or another. Um, and this show continues to set up the young, the, all, all of these things continue to set up the young Avengers. Oh, that has to be coming at this point. Yeah, it has to be coming. They, they have placed so many of them like in our view, just in these first two series, you know? So, um, I, I, I you can feel it, you know, coming on the horizon as well as you probably feel the Thunderbolts coming Thunderbolts and or Dark Avengers. I don't know what they're going to call them. Um, but I, I think it's going to happen. Because I think Zemo, I think US Agent, you know, the, uh, you know, with what's his name coming back for She-Hulk, um, Tim Roth, like Abomination's coming back. Like you can d definitely see it happening. Yeah, I figured that I just wanted one series about his story. He tells in episode five and how much it mirrors Captain America's story, but such a different end. Yeah, Billy, I totally agree with you. Like I would love, like that would be an that would be an awesome, an awesome story to see. A hundred percent, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, what so, did you think? Uh, what did you sorry, think of the big the big cameo? The <laughs> the Julie Dreyfus cameo. Yeah. Um. Well, we had heard right that there was a big cameo that was going to be in episode four. It was was it four? No, it was five. Episode five. Five. Going to be the big, the big cameo. Um. And I was waiting for it. Like I wasn't expecting like an X-Man or like an Avenger we hadn't seen or like one of the big Avengers to show up. I wasn't expecting any of that to happen. So it, the moment she came on screen, I was like, because of the setting and where they were, I was like, is she just playing her character from Veep? Because it was like, it was, it very much felt like in that place. But 
her ended up being the character she was, I think is this pretty cool. Apparently, we were supposed to already have seen her in Black Widow. That was already supposed to have happened. Yeah. And I, I remember I, I said this to you. I said, when they delayed Falcon the Winter Soldier first, after they delayed Black Widow, I was like, there has to be something in Black Widow that is that is that is gonna set up something in Falcon Winter Soldier. You did, and they just and they just are not. That's why they had to push it because they don't want to give it away. And eventually, they just had to do it. I think they're just like we can't keep delaying it anymore because we have too much stuff to put out. We can't keep pushing stuff off anymore. Um, what did you think of it? I mean, it's interesting, right? Like, yeah, especially that character plays a lot of different roles in the yes in, in, a lot in, of different roles yes. the comics um yeah so what direction is that character going you know i think it's interesting that she gives john the costume and hasn't become u.s agent mm -hmm. so you know i guess we'll see what happens in black widow and see what what side of the fence she's leaning on over there but yeah it's uh a character exists in a lot of gray space yeah so yeah. it's interesting like you know and i mean look maybe they're starting to do different things and they, they're breaking away from the comics. Like, I don't remember Sharon having a heel turn at all in the no, probably last not. 20 no. years I've been reading her. No, no, definitely not. Definitely so not. So if they're breaking away and like, okay, we have an established universe. We're going to play with it a little bit and, and change some of the expectations. Look, I'm all for it. It'll keep us all on our toes, which is yeah, good. Absolutely. Um, you know, in the comics, people don't know. She, she was like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who like went undercover in hydra and then ended up becoming the head of hydra um so she and then sort of became sort of bad but also still sort of good she's very much like she's portrayed in in the show very morally gray <laughs> um my instinct is that she's gonna be sort of like you know slightly nefarious nick fury of like this next phase and she's going to put together whatever they're going to call them the thunderbolts or the dark avengers that's what she's going to do my guess is she's going to do exactly what th th those teams both did because in the wake of in the wake of endgame there really aren't any they, the avengers don't really exist right they're, they all kind of went their separate ways like there there's no there's no team to speak of right now you it's know not, well i wonder about that because in far from home peter goes up to mysterio and says welcome to the avengers yeah but it's peter i mean i'm just saying like i th like yeah. we don't know if they've disbanded or if there's a new team no. or like yeah. th that part of the universe we don't know about yet i don't think i don't think they're like officially disbanded but they're obviously not like having meetings you know because like wanda went off and fucking created a whole parallel universe or whatever um and sam's out on his own and bucky's out on his, you know so like there's people out on their own uh, and i think um i think much like in the comics they're going to use this the, the thunderbolts or the dark avengers to sort of like try to say like hey we have a new team that we're going to control blah, blah blah whatever and they're going to you know obviously do bad shit and maybe that's the impetus to get like you know the avengers to get themselves back together or whatever um but uh but yeah, I I think like the show did some interesting things setting up. I think, I think as I think it was Greg said earlier, the new status quo of the MCU because obviously that's not Wandavision's sort of like aim. It's it, you know, and so this is like I said, much more, and it's also like filling a core one of the core characters right of the MCU. Um, there there is now going to be a Captain America. There's going to be the Captain America movie, which was not a guarantee before this. I I didn't I didn't I didn't expect them to say like we're doing Captain America, whatever they're going to call it. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know what they're going to end up calling it. Um, but um, I, I'll be interested to see if they do this with other characters. You know, like are we going to get like I know they already announced an Ironheart series, right? The Riri Williams series. Is she going to become? Is she going to get her own, if that show is successful, get her own movie, you know? Um, uh, so I, I, I'm fascinated to see. Obviously, we got Ms. Marvel coming off of Captain Marvel, you know, so we've got that aspect of the of the universe sort of starting to play out. We talked about the Young Avengers already. Um, that's like my favorite, that's like my favorite part of comic book stuff is like the legacy stuff, like the, the sort of like how the heroes sort of echo down through other people um it's one of the more interesting things to me uh, i said echo and my alexa turned on 
Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I still think that I think that episodes four and five um, are both really fantastic pieces of television. Um, four is great because it has like a, all those great fights. It has that, you know, the great conversation between Sam and, and Carly. It has that, you know, that fucking crazy ending um, with John killing the, the flag smasher. But five is probably my favorite episode because, and there was a lot of criticism after five came out where it was like, oh, well, they just slammed on the story breaks and, and like spent so much time about with the characters. They need that. They needed that. Yes. And I'm like, no, but that's the point. Like then I said this in a tweet, but it's like when you're doing it right, your characters are your story. That's what the, that's what the story is, are these characters and their motivations and their inner lives and their, and their, um, and, and their, you know, and, and their, and, and all that stuff that makes them, them, that's what makes your story. Um, and so I thought five, like across the board for like, um, the characters, I think did a great job. All that stuff with Sam and Bucky, like back at, you know, at Sam's home and stuff, I thought was great. Um, it it was, it was great to see like that, that tr the training scene and, and them sort of like coming to their understanding, you know, with each other and really for the first time, I think not just being, even though they jokingly say in that episode, Oh, we're, you know, we're just guys who know a guy or whatever, you know, they like, we have a mutual friend or whatever, like actually becoming friends and actually becoming like a, a some sort of duo that, that works together and respects each other and wants to be around each other. Cause you see at the end of the finale, right? Cause Bucky comes back and goes to that cookout and hits on Sam's sister some more or whatever. Um, who Sam's sister has the same name as, um, Captain America's mom. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sarah. I didn't pick up uh, on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved, I loved all that stuff. All that stuff was just, was great. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think it was a good, I, I want to sit down and watch it as like a chunk, you know, as like, I'm not going to watch, watch six hours in a row, but watching maybe like two, like three hour chunks or something like that, instead of watching it one hour, you know, for six weeks, because I think it's more meant to be unlike, I, I think WandaVision works very well split up. I think this works better as a, as a unit. Um, was there anything else that we failed to speak about? I don't think so. I think we pretty much covered everything. Oh, um, well, you make something. Batrock was back. Batrock the Leaper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's dead now. He's dead now. He's very dead now. And, and Zemo killed the other Flag Smashers in that, yes. in that van. Also, the physics on that shield, man, it's something. It's something. You just got to accept it. It can't stop a plastic chair, though. Doctor <laughs> throws that plastic chair in the shield's like, I can't do it. I'm just falling now. Um I felt the show was Balou says I felt the show was best when it was talking about race. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I think you missed that earlier in our earlier in our conversation. Yes, a hundred percent. Um Gamer Master 4YT, thank you so much for the follow. Um Yeah, I, I think that you know, addressing that stuff, I think, is vitally important for for the Mar for Marvel and to really achieve the the world outside your window stuff. It has to talk about stuff like that, um, and and it starts with them picking a showrunner um, in Spellman, who is a person of color. You know, who who can speak to it and fill his writer's room and and, and the people around him. People also understand the message they're trying to, to to get away, so it's not dumbass white people like me trying to write, you know, like a textbook discussion about race. Um, Justin's kept the insane things to a to a to, to none since you left, Cody. They're just they're just for you. Um, oh, we didn't talk about. Um, Danny Ramirez, the, the actor's Danny Ramirez. I can't, Joaquin is the character's first name. Sam's like helper guy, who is, I guess, the, the person who takes up the Falcon mantle after Sam in the comics. What? Tor really? Torres. Joaquin Torres. Yes. 
Yeah. I, I honestly didn't know that. Come on, Justin. What kind of comic book person are you? I Look, I haven't read that much Falcon. <laughs> so I think similar to what happened here after Sam took up the mantle of Captain America, Joaquin Torres uh, took up the mantle of Falcon. Cool. And, and you know, uh, they kind of imply it in this because Sam gives him like the broken wings. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, so I think you're absolutely going to see him fix it. And I, I guarantee you in the, the next Captain America movie, you're going to see him show up um, as that character. Um, so a lot of stuff they foreshadowed. And I think we're going to get even more. We're going to, I think some of this stuff, my, my, my feeling is some of the stuff that got foreshadowed or, or brought up here that seems like it was like out of nowhere. I'm, I have a feeling that some of it is going to be sort of explained or sort of enhanced by Black Widow when we finally see Black Widow. Um, but we'll have to wait and see for that. Um, uh, Billy says, I do wonder if Sharon Carter is a scrawl. I thought that exact same thing watching that scene. It's man, it's possible. It, it totally felt like a scroll thing. Like it totally felt like she was going to walk out of that building and her face was going to turn into like, you know, the, like the Talos face or, you know, whatever. Um, it totally felt like a scroll thing. Um, is this going to connect to black Panther too? They, that's what they had. That's a, that had been like the rumor. I mean, obviously we've got some, we've got Wakanda stuff in it. Um, I, 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 my honest feeling right now is that when they were shooting the show, they had no idea what Black Panther 2 was going to be. Because by the time they were shooting the show, they, they, they already knew that most likely you weren't going to get, you know, any more Chadwick. So, um, I, I don't know what, what those connections are going to be. Um, I figure if they were going to do Secret Invasion, having Sharon Carter or Position of Power makes sense. It absolutely does make sense. I don't know how they're going to handle secret invasion in, in this MCU context. Cause it's not going to be like the comics because they're not going to have all of those people in the, in the, the, the show, you know, they're not doing it as a movie. They're doing it as a show. So I don't know what it's going to look like, but that, may, but, but that being said, huh. Sharon is like the perfect level of character to have be that because they know they can, get Emily Van Camp to, to do more, sh you know, episodes of, of TV shows. if we get Fury putting together the Secret Warriors. Oh, it's possible. It's possible. They do... I'm... So I know that they've pretty much said that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, like, not part of the MCU or whatever anymore, or whatever yeah. it is. They did the Secret Warriors in, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I thought so. And they did it really well. They had some, they, they did like, you know, um, Daisy Johnson and uh, Yo-Yo Rodriguez and like the, the, those characters. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, our, we're, we're just theorizing that possibly Sharon Carter could be a skull gamer. Um, you hear us talking in the chat. Everybody's listening to this in podcast form. Uh, like I said, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. So we record these things live over at Misadventureland on Twitch. Um... But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for Black Widow. That last trailer was real good. Yeah, it was um, extremely good. I just want to watch this movie. I know. I just wanted. I, I want. I wanted to be there. I, I, when Black Widow, when, I feel like when we watch Black Widow, we'll be on the other side. If it just like mentally, I feel like we'll be on the yeah. other side of whatever the last year and a half has been. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, it'll be like okay, we finally made it, and yeah. maybe the world will start getting back to normal now. <laughs> and then it's just a nonstop Marvel deluge until the until the new year give it to me um we just saw our teaser for uh shang chi as well that's right which i thought looked really really good it does uh, um the like uh the the we haven't had like a full-on martial arts you know um mcu movie and when he does that split kick on the train it was pretty it was pretty cool it was pretty cool um and there's all that fantasy stuff in it i don't even know what that stuff is nope but i guess there's we'll something that look, look, look like ray on the last dragon in there as well um we'll see we'll see what happens oh yeah 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 yeah. kim's convenience is great um and also uh his best friend is aquafina i guess that comedian aquafina or whatever uh she's the one who's driving the bus you know who was like we've been a great team or whatever at, at the end um yeah so we'll see what that is going to be. We're going to see the real Mandarin, all that kind of stuff. 
So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. Exciting. We've got four movies this year. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, The Eternals, and Spider-Man. Um, and we've got Loki, What If, Ms. Marvel, and Hawkeye, supposedly all this year. That so- something well. has to get pushed. <laughs> as well. It just feels like that's a lot. That's a, look, I'm not complaining. That's just a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it is a lot of stuff. <laughs> and guess what? We're Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye. Young Avengers, baby. Young Avengers. Young Avengers, baby. One of the key Young Avengers as well in, 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 in Kate Bishop. Um, uh, so yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a full year of Marvel stuff. Um, but that is going to do it, I think, for our show this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, um, I'm at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Justin. Justin underscore says underscore hey. Um, and uh, like I said, twitch.tv slash misadventureland if you're looking to watch the show live, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Um, every Tuesday we record a podcast. Um, I'm saying it right now, Justin. Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday, we are doing the Star Wars podcast. Okay. Next Tuesday. We're doing the Star Wars podcast next Tuesday. Remind me to text Mark after we finish this show. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got you. Um, thank you very much. Um, thank you to everybody who's been watching and listening. Really appreciate the support in chat. Um, we will be back next week with, with some Star Wars. But until then, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to everybody who's been watching and listening. Until next time. Be good to one another. Later. These two great friends agree a lot, but when